Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. It's not technically a gospel lesson, but we're going to read it anyway for the gospel, because the... Newer Testament Matthew text was so weird, none of us know how to preach on it, so we're going to just focus on what we understand today. So from Philippians chapter 4, beginning at the first verse, though writing from prison and facing an uncertain future, Paul calls on the Philippians to rejoice and give thanks to God no matter the circumstance. God's peace is with us and binds us together, our hearts and minds, in Jesus Christ, especially when things around us do not seem peaceful. Um, Does this resonate with any of you? Good text. My brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Eudea and urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel. Together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Join me, please. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good morning. I have a, a neighbor of mine who teaches over at Normandale Community College. And his name is Dr. Andy Tix. And he teaches in the psychology department. What I didn't realize about Andy until just recently is that he is an excellent writer and has published quite a few articles in psychology today. One such article took me by surprise, and it's made me think differently about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So buckle up. A few weeks ago, we glimpsed Jesus in the temple tossing tables, right? Teaching and tending to those who are in need. 
But I never really thought about how simple I had made Jesus' emotions. Like he got mad, he was glad, he was thankful, and he cared for others, right? Like, yeah, that's that's Jesus, whatever. But in Andy's article titled, The Emotional Life of Jesus, I was surprised to think more deeply about what Jesus might have been feeling during the time that he walked this sod with us. To get to the heart of Jesus' emotions, Andy took time to dwell in the wonder and the word known as the gospel according to St. Mark. And here are a few of Andy's observations. Jesus spent quite a bit of time, of his time, by the water. He spent time in other people's houses. He took time away in nature to rest and pray, to get away from the crowds, to reboot. And here's where it gets interesting. Jesus spent a good amount of time throughout Scripture, particularly in Mark, getting really irritated. I said it. Irritated. Why? He was so annoyed with the stubbornness of people's hearts, their desire to take away things from those who had little or nothing. I can relate. I bet you can relate too. Yet another emotion that Andy pointed out was that Jesus had profound sadness. This is foreshadowed in Isaiah 53.3 where the prophet said he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief. Some of the Markan quotes are Jesus sighing deeply when people ask for a sign. You know, a magic trick to prove who he was. Shall we all take a deep sigh? <sighs> Brother, right? And before his death, Jesus is deeply distressed and troubled. His soul was overwhelmed with sorrow, sorrow to the point of death. To wrap up the article, Andy pointed out that one of the biggest and most frequent emotions Jesus had was compassion. Compassion for those who are in need, for those who are hungry, for those who are thirsty, of not just physical needs, but emotional and spiritual needs. He had compassion and tenderness for children. Here's the insight I really appreciated from from Andy's article. Jesus never seemed afraid or ashamed, nor did he show awe. Yet just about everyone around him felt amazed, astonished, bewildered, or those physical manifestation of emotions that we know as trembling. So while we look at many of the famous paintings of Jesus, mostly what we see is this guy. You know, Mr. Serene, or this big heart like coming out of his chest, or and he's, you know, a white Norwegian guy, because that's who Jesus looks like. Um, or, or this, this classic pose. But none of those images really get to the heart of the emotions that were just lifted up. He got irritated. And do any of you ever get irritated, or is it just me? Okay. He got sad. You know what it's like to be sad? 
And yet you also know what it means to be compassionate and to tend to and care for, to look to each other, to celebrate birthdays across to California or wherever you're tuning in, Russ. I mention these feelings again because those three in particular are what most of us are actually feeling about what's going on in our world today. Irritation, anger at those who seek to destroy, namely terrorists, dictators, and warmongers. Irritation at how huge our problems are, how multifaceted issues are around Israel and Palestine of immigration and asylum of homelessness and poverty, global warming and a lack of responsibility of caring for creation. These aren't just a one and done bumper sticker. Oh, I know how to fix that thing. Which leads us to deep sadness. What can we possibly do? These problems are so big. How can one person make a difference in a world that seems doomed to destroy itself? I know, this sermon's a real upper, isn't it? (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Well, look to that last emotion that was lifted up. Compassion. How did Jesus cope with all the pain and brokenness that he encountered? He showed compassion. He showed up. He did good. He was kind. He lived the life of Micah 6-8, which is our sort of motto this year. Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly. And, and we're called to do the same, and we talk about this each and every week. But there is one more beautiful concept that our Jewish friends strive to live. And uh, Steve... After you're done yawning, busted. <laughs> Can you write? <laughs> Happy birthday, Steve. <laughs> Can you write this word up on the screen as I speak it? It's called Tikkum Olam. T I K K U M. Are you writing this down? Or are you just waiting for him to put it on the screen? T-I-K-K-U-M, and then O-L-A-M. Have any of you heard of this before? Well, you're not Jewish. But we're part Jewish, and this sort of heritage needs to be passed on to us as well. So, Tikkun Olam. Okay? Tikkun Olam. Try it again. Tikkun Alam. And then I, I hear that and I want to sing Akuma Matata. <laughs> if I, I'm not the only one, am I? <laughs> Tikkun Olam is the Hebrew phrase for healing the world. Now you may think, yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that, but where do I get started? Tikkun Olam is actually simple and it is profound. In the Talmud, Sanhedrin 37a, Pastor Rebecca. It reads, Whoever saves a single life is considered by scripture to have saved the whole world. Because 
We are created in God's image. Tikkun Olam, O-L-A-M. Whoever saves a single life is considered by scripture to have saved the whole world because we are created in God's image. This means um, everyone. Everyone. Christians, Jewish people, Palestinians, black and brown people, GBLTQIA plus XYZ. Why? Because all means all. Right now you are making a difference in many ways. From backpacks for the immigrants to clothing for those who are in need. From sharing juice at Open Hands Ministry to making lefsa, which will provide love gifts for those who have little or no resources. From singing anthem songs and songs that are filled with rejoicing because when we are feeling the big emotions of loss and sadness, irritation as well as awe, we know we need to counterbalance all of those with joy, laughter, centering, Immersion in nature and peaceful places of restoration. While it might feel like life is too much, we have the gift of compassion from Jesus' life examples. To love first and ask questions later. To be in awe at the fact that we're already saved because of Jesus' death and resurrection. To return to the Lord our God again and again and again, even when we might not feel like we have the strength or the courage to carry on. And last but not least, we have each other. Daisy, we have each other. We can lean on each other. We can cheer each other along. We don't have to go it alone. We were never meant to. And as the stand-in gospel for today reads, Rejoice the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, I say rejoice. That word rejoice reminded me of this quote by George Bernard Shaw who said, This is the true joy in life, being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. Being a force of nature instead of feverish, selfish, little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the whole community And as long as I live, it is my privilege to do for it what I can. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die. For the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch which I got a hold of for the moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations, unquote. 
just like we did in the kids' sermon. Let your light so shine. Wherever you go, whatever you do. I know it's an overwhelming time right now. Politically, warring countries, and it can make us heavy and sad. But do not despair. You are not alone. Lean on each other. Keep doing it over and over and over again. Takun olam. And for this good news, we can all say...